Welcome to Behind the Numbers, the podcast that keeps you up to date with football within the hobby. This week, we have Ty on the show. We're going to take a look at some more mosaic pricing along with some pop reports to kind of help us, again, navigate that landscape between Prism, Optic, and Mosaic in terms of our main rookie products. We're going to touch on what to expect from contenders in this coming week. We will also review how our rookies in the divisional round, along with five players, are getting a nice bump with their performances in the playoffs. We'll touch on the interesting buy and sell segment, along with our picks in the conference championship round. Now, it's time for the show. Welcome to Behind the Numbers, divisional playoff round episode. Lucky to have our man Ty back with us. He's got the awesome Kaboom background. Can't tell if Mahomes is choked out in the background or not, but we'll get to that later. Uh, but anyways, Ty, how have you been? How was your holidays? How was, how's life, my man? Good, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I was supposed to be with you last week, and I got sick, man. I got strep throat, and yeah. as an adult... To get strep throat, it was it was so brutal. Yeah, it was like four days of I can't swallow. I don't really want to move because my lymph nodes and throat so swollen. And I mean, I, by day three, I'm just like I need something, and they gave me steroids to get the swelling down. And that's brutal. So, yeah, I'm sorry I couldn't make it. No, I'm, but, I'm doing better now. Obviously, you had a good excuse. <laughs> I think like in this time with the COVID and everything, it's it's bad to be sick too because then you're also like ultra cautious because you don't want to get other people's symptoms that <laughs> makes them feel in the in the worry, right? <laughs> so sure. Having well, that I, common I was, cold. No doubt. That was the doctor's yeah. first inclination was, you got to have COVID. Like, well, maybe <laughs> I don't have COVID actually. Maybe I have something else that's been around forever. <laughs> yeah there's a common sickness yeah right. for sure but yeah but uh yeah like i was just kind of chatting with you before the show it's kind of let the fans know a little bit but yeah i had a little bit crazy weekend myself uh Sounds my like family it. and i like we like to hike up here in canada some awesome sites and uh we were on our last little kilometer about seven kilometers and uh just happened to uh, be coming down a uh, dog's leash got loose my wife ran toward it hit a chunk of ice slipped and fractured her ankle and so our Saturday of like, it was the first time that we have actually gotten out at a good time in the morning. Like we usually like straggle out, get out to two and just try to beat the darkness. We're just kind of that slow movers. And we got out that morning. We were on good pace, got out coming off the hill about 1230 for lunch and everything's good. And the next thing you know, it's six hours waiting in the you know ER to get, make sure the x-rays and all that stuff's good. No surgery. And yeah, man, it, it just turned completely to a different Realm of <laughs> and I, just, I, just, I just had to laugh a little bit because I mean I'm sitting there I'm getting my kids ready for school this morning and my wife's struggling she's getting around on crutches and it's really sore it's super swollen I mean she's a sports medicine background so she knows how bad it is and my daughter on that hike she walked through a branch scratched her face my son was doing uh, human sledding down the hills so he has his face is all notched up my family just literally went through a meat grinder this weekend <laughs> I'm just like, what is going on with us? But um, <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. But anyways, hopefully she heals fast. It's looking like maybe three months or so, but definitely a crazy recovery or like three months in a cast. Uh, so she's in a boot right now. So three months of recovery and then it's kind of rehab strengthening because it's mm. the ankle. So it's all about stability and keeping that stability. So, but yeah, man, it's just definitely hear that. not ideal, but uh, super dad through. time. Super dad time. Yeah. Definitely feeling the wrath of how important a wife and a mom is. That's for sure. <laughs> no doubt. But you should anyhow. never take that for granted. 
Never will. Never will. That's for sure. <laughs> but anyway, so let's uh, jump, jump into football cards. That's why people tend to listen to us, I believe, or listen to me. <laughs> um, so real quick, just thought we'd talk about playoff. Uh, playoffs kind of hit the, hit the market last week. Yeah um overall kind of maybe give me your thoughts i'll kind of give you my quick takes um overall i think it's underwhelming a little bit i wasn't i watched a few breaks just some of the cards weren't they didn't really strike me as as much as i thought they would the product's all about the booklets and the low numbered multi-patch autos Mm -hmm. that people can acquire um so typically is a hobby product it seems in terms of the big hits that you're going to hit um what are your thoughts on the product and i just have a couple single sales i was going to sell share with the group yeah, I've never been a fan of playbook, um, especially at what is it now four fifty a box. Yeah, I was... mean it's 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 nearly impossible to do to have a realistic um, you know break from four fifty a box. At, yeah. playbook. look, I mean, yeah, I I think the books are great. They look cool. I mean, yeah. they look cool. I mean, they always have. Um, you still get sticker autos just about every time, so that's kind yeah. of frustrating, especially this year. Right. But, Heck no, not at four or four fifty. Forget it. It's kind of a weird product too, with the realm of the hobby right now in terms of the emphasis on grading. I mean, the, the booklets. You, you know, you're not grading those. You're not sending these super thick cards in. That's just not how it works in terms of the grading realm. But a couple singles. Just there was one big one I found a Herbert Auto out of seven. It was a sticker order sold for two grand. Uh, still hit two K, which I thought was pretty mind blowing for you know it was a good sell <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> um, Cam Akers rookie lock, uh, locker auto out of ninety nine for one thirty. To a booklet RPA four nine, out of 49 for 230. Burrow, the ball helmet cleat patch out of 49 for 280. A J.K. Dobbins six jersey auto book for 126. And Clyde Edwards Hilaire RPA out of 25 for 250. So yeah. some good good values there. But like you said, those are probably like box hits or, you know, you're still losing your money on that 450. Um, those are all pretty low numbered RPA cards. So it kind of just kind of shows that the value isn't there. It's, a, you know, you can say it's a fun for product and that's fine. Um, but the value is not matching the price. That's for sure. For sure. Yeah. No, no, thanks. No, thanks. Well, let's get to the stuff that you do like. So I did some mosaic research. I know that you've been a big fan of mosaic. So have I, um, I was really excited to talk to you last week about it, but nothing's much has changed. So we can keep talking about this week, but I, um, I went through this last week, but I'll go with it again. Cause it's about the same since you weren't on the show and, uh, compared mosaic retail and hobby to prism retail and hobby. And, Mosaic's actually slightly ahead in retail right now, which obviously mm-hmm. is probably because Mosaic's not being stocked anymore. Um, but I was just pretty impressed with how Mosaic's wax prices are holding. So I'll kind of share those with you. So uh, Mosaic cellos are 30 bucks right now and Prisms are 20 to 25. Um, hanger box for Mosaic's 40 to 45, Prism 40 to 43. Uh, blasters for Mosaic 60 to 62, Prism 60. And mega boxes for Mosaic 150 and Prism 130. Um, so we'll stop there with the retail, but what's your kind of thoughts of how close that is? Is that surprising at all to you? Or do you think it's just because the Prism still, I mean, you can't find Prism on the shelves, but it's still being restocked. Is that the big deal you think? Or what are your thoughts? Yeah, on no, how- I mean, I think I think it goes to show how much, how good of a product Mosaic is. Uh, it's yeah. just much more than just the base cards, right? They're great inserts. Right. They're great parallels. Um, probably more, are cool. more about Mosaic and less about Prism. Right. Is my, my immediate take on that. I would be right. surprised if six months from now that that is still the case. I bet you Prism widens the gap, widens the gap over the next right. few months. 
I, I do think Prism's at its bottom dollar in terms of if you're looking to, if you can't find stuff off the shelves, if you're looking to get Prism, I think $60 is a pretty respectable price on those blasters. And I think that's going to gain, um, especially with the strength of the quarterback position in this class. And, you know, we'll go through some prices here, some singles, but Burrow's not dropping that much. He Burrow's yeah. holding strong for his injury. I really thought we'd see a little bit more of a dive, but he's been he's been holding. Um, still, people still making some sales with him, so that's pretty impressive with his type of injury that he's holding strong. Um, the hobby boxes, there's a little bit of a gap. You have the no huddle for Mosaic six hundred, no huddle for Prism's eight fifty, hobby for Mosaic uh, about eight hundred, and hobby for Prism a thousand. So you still see a little bit of gap there, but definitely closer. So we'll get to my big question here at the end. But I did want to get into the the pop report a bit. I did a little bit of pop report research for the show um, because you and I had conversations about Mosaic and its grading and how we thought that um, other card conditions were a concern, but in turn can maybe pump up the value in terms of gems. And so I just had a quick couple uh, stats for you and then we can just kind of chat about it. So overall, like all Mosaic cards have been graded 55% gem rate, every card. Okay. So all through the whole product, I did the big three. I did Burrow, Herbert and Tua. And what I did was I did the bases all color, and then their silvers separate in terms of how their gems were. So Burrow, 53% gems on his base, 58% gem for all his color, and then 63% gem for his silvers. You got Herbert, 65% on his base gems, 77% gem for Herbert's colors, silvers for him, 72%. So Herbert's cards are grading well. And here's one that's just mind-blowing to me. What do you think his pink percentage is? Uh, you're excited about it, so I'm going to say it's, it's probably camo. 73, so I'll go eight, yeah. 75, 76. 84% gem on his camo pinks out of the retail cellos. Couldn't believe that number. <laughs> so that was really surprising. And then Tua's 62% on his base, 79% on his color, and his silver is 63%. So across the board, Herbert's grading the best of the three. Um, and I think across the board, it's kind of caught up, Ty, that I'm not – the grading numbers aren't – staggeringly low like i thought they would be it does seem that they are grading well there's still like not a lot there so we're you know it's a small sample relative i bet i bet but um just seeing how high they are because they started low right off the gate they started really low and they've definitely climbed way back to higher than i thought they would i know they'll probably settle down a bit but what are your thoughts on that just general sample of the grading there yeah you normally see you normally see it peak really early because the best of the best go in first, right? They're right. the five day, the 10 day, the two day, all those. I mean, those are with the guys with good eyes and the people that are grading for throughout the year and they know how to look at cards. They, they're not sending in crap. So right. you have to figure that the best of the best is there. Yeah. Um, I would, I would suspect it settles like 65, 70% across the board. But, but at the same time, that's, pretty that's about a normal number though so that mosaic card mm -hmm. condition concern that mosaic you know the cards are in terrible condition i just do you are you buying into that anymore or do you think they're just kind of normal i from mosaic's perspective yeah yeah i mean i i opened plenty of mosaic or i shouldn't say i opened i got to see a lot of it opened i did open some myself uh i didn't see any condition issues I, I personally yeah. did not experience it. So I, I don't know. I don't know if it was just kind of one off in the first run. Maybe they fixed it in the second half and beyond. Yeah. Who knows? But. Um, right. I'm I just think those that. those surfaces are a little more susceptible to like dimples just because of the, the type of like the material they go with. They're just more susceptible. But I think overall, I think a little bit was just a little overblown in the beginning. There might have been some so. really bad cards out the gate. That's some really bad examples. And I think that it's starting to level out in terms yeah. of 
being respectable. But uh, a couple of mosaic singles I'd shared that I didn't share with last week, just different ones. Uh, two was Camo Pink PSA 10 152. Uh, CD Lamb Mosaic Prism Rookie Debut PSA 1079. I just put that on there because it's a debut. It says Mosaic Prism and it's rookie debut and it's still hitting 80. Um, another rookie debut card, Chase Young's Mosaic White. That's the ones that are at 25. PSA 10 for 355. So a rookie debut of a defensive player with a white parallel mosaic for 355. Just that sinking in is just like, that's a really high number to me. I know it's a low numbered card, but also the debut. I, I want to ask you about that here in a second. Herbert Green for 425. Herbert yeah. Orange Reactive for 425. And a Brandon Ayuk. Gold Wave 10 out of 17 for 565. Yep. So you're seeing just by reading some of those numbers, you're seeing that even the lesser rookies, if you hit a nice color or a nice card of the lesser rookies, there's some great, there's some ph phenomenal value there. And the question I want to ask you is, Ty, is this rookie debut a thing? Do you think that these cards, I, I mean, why are people buying these at this high of numbers? Uh, well, first off, keep in mind, like, what are the pops on those one or two? Yeah, I mean, right, like they're, they're the only ones in existence. So they're getting right. a premium. Uh, it's artificially inflated. Um, no way are you buying subset rookie cards two years from now. Right. right? You're, not, you're not getting that 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 price again ever. Uh, and you're, you're not going to see a lot of them graded. You're just not. <laughs> and if you do, no. it's going to be a year from now before you, you start seeing them in the wild. Yeah. So no, but absolutely not. Seeing these numbers, though, even the Raws of like the Herberts and like the quarterbacks are still doing relatively well. I mean, the Herbert Green debut we talked about last week was 355. And yeah. so, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking I have, I actually have a green and a pink of Herbert debuts. I'm like, shoot, I need to get those going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those, yeah. I mean, those are going to be good sells for sure. I'm kind of the same as you. Yeah. I'm just surprised they hit that high. I, I thought they would just be kind of forgotten in the beginning, but just to see some of these prices on some of these debuts um, has been really surprising to me. Definitely a case of rising tide, right? It's it's you, everything's going up right now. I think we yep. <laughs> was talking to some guys earlier this week and or this past weekend, and I mean, basketball card markets up basically twenty five percent in thirty days. I mean, almost every player has gone up about twenty five percent. At least players and they're all know. playing well. And it's not not too much artificial. A lot of guys are younger playing well too. Yeah, and, uh, I, I mean, mean, yeah, and like. A, Hall of Fame, like veteran cards going up 25%. Like everything right. is going up. And in, you know, football right now, you just don't got anything else to buy. Right. There's, I mean, there's nothing else to buy. There's no cards out there right now. Especially uh, so graded. Yeah. yeah. So when Optic comes out, that'll shake things up a little bit. So that'll be right. interesting. But yeah, I would absolutely not be spending my hard-earned dollars on rookie debut cards. Right. Well, I mean, let's just transition that. That's a question I had for you. I, I think that when we first had the discussion, you and I kind of agreed at the time that it was going to be Prism, it was going to be Optic, then probably Mosaic, and then Donruss. Do you think that do you think that Mosaic's going to challenge Optic at all in terms of value, or do you think that Optic will distance itself between um, Optics coming out nine hundred dollars a box presale um, for its hobby boxes in February? I mean, just what are your thoughts on those three? I think those three right now are the rookie cards to go for. I mean, Donruss has its place as well, but I think that those three are the ones that stand alone, but uh, I'm just curious your take in terms of optic versus mosaic. Yeah, that's going to be interesting, right? We don't have a lot to go on with mosaic, so we're going to have to just see how it plays out over the next few months. Uh, luckily, some other sports have mosaic too, so we can see how it works with basketball as well. But right. uh, look, I think there's plenty of room for three of them. I think what we're going to see is select is going to take less of a role. 
<laughs> as much as people want to, and I know there's some prominent people out pumping select over the past few days. I just don't believe in select. They've been around long enough. That brand cannot seem to catch on, especially yeah. in football. I think Mosaic is by and far like the third player right now. And I love optic. I'm a huge yeah. fan of optic. Um, I don't think, I think what the problem with optic has always been right is timing. You kind of, you catch, you catch it right at the end of the season and you lose a little bit of that flair and right. you'll see the hype and the excitement around optic until the beginning of the next season sometimes. And so, right. and especially this year with optic and yeah. last year as well, but the rookies are done basically like right. the, our playoff report, the rookies are pretty much out. So um, that's also something you can, yeah. So that's good. Um, the last thing in terms of product review, Ty, I want to talk about just contenders comes out this week on Wednesday. Um, it's a heavy auto product and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a heady. It's the first kind of on card auto that people chase with the cracked ice and the game tickets, uh, not a good base product. So it doesn't do as well with retail. Um, but overall, what are your thoughts on contenders uh, coming out this week? Yeah, this is the, this is the rookie auto to own of any player in the NFL period. It always has been, always will be. Uh, you want the rookie ticket autos. The problem with retail has always been that you don't find the tier one names in the product. Uh, right. I, I would assume it's going to be the same this year. Maybe they'll, they'll surprise us. Uh, but the good thing is they'll always have those short printed, you know, rookie ticket autos that people tend to chase, you know, random offensive linemen who only had like <laughs> nine or 10 copies. And, uh, you don't find out until, you know, March, <laughs> but uh, it makes it, it makes it fun. Right. There's always that, but yeah, I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a big auto guy, so I don't, I don't gravitate towards it, but it, it's got, it's absolutely got its place. Yeah, I, I just think that for me, the only thing with contenders I like, I just like the game ticket look. I think that's just the fan in me, just kind of the contender look and the contender auto. Uh, it's, just, it's just a good appealing card to a collector. Sure. Um, so I definitely, you know, I might try a couple of breaks or whatnot, but I won't be able to afford the chargers or anything. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> sorry to make it off. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I do think, unfortunately, Panini has kind of hurt the brand a little bit with contenders. Whereas you, it used to be that one product where it would come out in December and January for football, and that's when you knew you got the on-card auto. But now you have you have it in other sports, and you have the draft version, and yeah, people have started to realize they've associated the lack of value with contenders draft and even contenders because they're so used to going and getting base cards, grading them, and and getting value out of them. And these new collectors are like, wait, what? There's nothing yeah. else except the auto in here. And they see it, it absolutely falls in its face every time draft comes out. So I think Panini hurt themselves by coming out and watering down contenders. So I think it yeah. kind of, there's a little bit less luster uh, yeah, contenders released these days. Yeah, and I think they just kind of, like you said, I think they've overextended themselves to their to their benefit, you could say. But I mean, because they're doing that college version of everything now, right? They got their yeah. prism draft picks. They got their contenders draft picks. They got their optic, well, not optic, but they have, uh, what's the other one? Uh, they had one more that like three different college comes out, you know, you have your flawless, everything has its college right. version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for sure. Um, anything else product wise, Ty on your mind? No. Um, look, I, I, I'm excited to see some new stuff, so I can't wait to yeah. uh, record an episode to, to break down optic. I know. Yeah, for sure. It, it was heavily allocated. Uh, there's, there's some serious printer issues, as they say with the, uh, the Chrome <laughs> printers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it will be interesting. I think it'll be interesting when Optic comes out because then 
Yeah, it'd be a little bit early, but might start seeing some prism pop in terms of grading. And then I think our real gauge will be once we hit about the summertime when they're all out graded and we're really comparing apples for to sure. apples will be a definitely a good time to see how the three products line up as we plan for 2021, which will be a heavy, heavy quarterback class as well. Um, so kind of just the playoff rookie report I was going to dive into real quick. Like I said, not many rookies around, um, which tends to happen as the veteran teams keep advancing. But Cam Akers finished off his playoff run impressively, 18 for 90, one touchdown, one catch for six. Uh, just a great playoff push for him. He really made yeah. himself a lot of uh, value in the hobby. Um, and I just think that he's definitely going to be the guy there next year. He's just kind of – that was their plan all along to slowly work him in. He was slowed by injuries throughout the season. And he's just a guy that I think can, they can lean on as their number one guy. Um, AJ Dillon, six for 27, and then Dobbins, 10 for 40, 42, three for 51. CH and Moss were both out, um, as in their respective teams. Their teams are still alive, but they're still dinged up. So, any of those rookies that what did you think about Akers' playoff performance? Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was outstanding. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if he's the best running back in the class, but he absolutely had a great last month in the season, right? Uh, the big question going into next season's right who's their quarterback going to be and um how's it going to be how they're going to they're going to work are they going to they're going to put acres at front and center and kind of make him the right. guy but uh consider me a fan i'm excited for him yeah well you know we'll just kind of jump to the five takeaways and my takeaway four was is cam Akers the best rb in the class you just kind of mentioned i think in terms of that short burst and that what we saw what they could do with him i think he's he's shown it but taylor's shown it to that level as well yeah. uh gibson and james robinson did it all season so that's just kind of you know pick your poison of what you want to go with um, but in terms of your question i think to me the rams have a big decision to make because one they don't have a first round draft pick so they're not gonna be able to do much movement they're not gonna be able to try to take a flyer and a quarterback in the draft um i think that they will stay with Goff. i think they will heavily go running play action run first and keep Goff. i don't want to say a game manager but more of a play action um not a guy they're relying on to throw the ball consistently and so yeah. i could see that just giving cam makers a monster year next year you know 1500 yards 15 touchdowns type of season um they have that defense is backing so they're always going to be in games that defense is what their kind of bread and butter is right now with you know they're good front to back with donald back to ramsey so um that's just kind of my take on the rams future plans i think they trade for deshaun watson deshaun watson's a quarterback of the rams next year yeah, I mean, the, the the only problem with that is I've heard a lot of people say, oh, we'll go get Watson. Just a lot of people that have told me that those teams don't have the ammunition to get him. I mean, it just depends what the Rams can give. Yeah. Um, you don't have the first-round pick, though. That's a huge negative. I think Miami's the most equipped. Miami has the third overall pick. They have two if they wanted to just say, here, take two and a first. We'll take the proven guy because we're ready to go. Um, there's a lot of interesting places with Watson. This Watson story is definitely going to be – uh, a very interesting hobby follow because Watson actually has a lot of value and he could go somewhere that he's an instant contender, which is a big, big jump. So definitely will be interesting to see what he, happens there. For sure. He is. Um, yeah. He's the number one guy to watch in the off season. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Right. I mean, he, talk about a, a, a double or triple overnight type thing with value. Yeah. He, he, he could walk into that with investing in Deshaun Watson. And don't get me wrong. Like to me, in my perspective, his, his just like being unhappy is warranted. I mean, like he'd been there, what he's done for them and like not to con even consult him on any hiring or, I mean, he he's the guy, he's their franchise. <laughs> so, I mean, I just, to me, like it's warranted to one out. I don't blame him. I don't think he's throwing a, you know, temper tantrum. I think it's valid to say the least as well. I did too. Um, I had I've watched multiple games with him this year. 
And each time I watched, I was just more impressed with him. No. What yep. he's done for them and his ability to keep them in so many games with the lack of talent around him is mind-blowing. The guy is extremely talented. When he is armed with a stellar running back and with a couple good receivers, like forget about it. He's going to be top five quarterback, no questions asked. Yeah, he came back and beat Josh Allen last year in the, quarter, you know, the playoffs like with a very similar team. You know, I just yeah. – I, there's, he's he's shown he can do it, and he's a competitor. I, I just like his competitive fire. Yeah. He's just like you know that he rally people rally around him because he's he's giving it all he has. Um, my, my first takeaway was the Browns seem to be heading the right direction. I thought they had a good showing against KC. Uh, they were heavily an underdog in that game in terms of spread. They kept it close. Uh, that obviously didn't come away. Kansas City just had too much talent. But overall, what do you think about the Browns' direction in terms of franchise? I love it. I absolutely love it. I look as a Kansas City fan, obviously I was hoping they would lose. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. I was really surprised with how passive they were the last two drives. Like you yep. could just tell they kind of just tentatively gave the ball to Chubb and Hunt. I mean, I get it. They're two great running backs, but uh Breland's out. Why the heck would you not throw the ball and go win the game? It just felt like they didn't have they didn't really go get it. And it was uh, weird. Fans were just like, wait, why aren't they throwing the ball here? Yeah, which was weird because last week against the Steelers, when they could have just packed it in, they were throwing and they were moving the chains against the Steelers and making the big plays to, you know, they, I was so impressed that they let Baker win the game or seal the game last week. And I thought they would just run, run, run. They didn't. And then this week they kind of did the opposite. You're right. Um, I just think the direction's good. I think they finally found a really good rhythm for Baker in terms of play action and getting that running game going. I just think they have a really good offensive structure and their defense is young and they have a lot of elite pieces. I mean, that team has, you know, they still have their draft picks. I, I think they make some noise. I think they're going to get better. So that AFC North is going to be really interesting to see what happens as, you know, Big Ben might retire and, you know, Ravens are always going to be tough, but Lamar's still lacking that passing efficiency. Um, so we'll just kind of see what happens with that AFC North. I'm interested to see what the Browns do for sure in the offseason. Um, yeah, I think they're, they should be the favorite. It shouldn't even be a question. Yeah. Don't tell Shani that, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I think Shani would agree at this point. Yeah. Um, Lamar and Mahomes both got injured. Lamar did get knocked out of the concussion. He wasn't playing great, but, you know, he wasn't playing terrible either. Mahomes was kind of a weird one. It didn't really look like a concussion. It was more of like a choke out. They kind of explained it, but um, it's definitely a scare for both guys. But uh, Ravens' season's over. Mahomes and KC was able to uh, hold on and still win without him. But kind of do you yeah. think Mahomes is pretty sure going to play next week? And just your thoughts on Lamar's season? Um, sell, sell, sell on Lamar. That's what I think on yeah. Lamar. Uh, yeah, kind of how I felt since – forever <laughs> yeah, yeah i just am not impressed with that guy yeah. yeah uh i think you and i have read on lamar since the beginning it's just so much risk it I mean, is and he's he's starting to become one more one-dimensional like he's yeah. run i mean his running is phenomenal he is a speedster it's just when he has to sit there and throw on third and long it's just that in the nfl that's just not going to be it's not going to last if he can't get that figured out in his MVP year he was able to and it just they made the adjustments and now he's not and so we'll see what happens next year I think next year is going to be a big tale of what his long-term career is going to be I don't want to throw him to the wolves because he still has a talented football player but that passing has to get better for There's sure something there though if you if you just watch you can you can tell when leaders like quarterbacks when they have their team and when they're that the group is rallying behind them I just don't see it with Baltimore. I don't see the guys 
rallying behind Lamar Jackson like I like I do with other certain quarterbacks. I don't know if it's just because he's not a great leader. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, but his his pure athleticism has got him to this point. And you're like yeah. you said, teams it's, you can't do it. It doesn't work. Right. especially at this level, you can't have a mediocre game. You can't not have a great game in the playoffs. Right. You can't like, you're going to get beat. And I so, was really, I was really surprised in that Buffalo Baltimore game. I thought it was gonna be a lot more points in that game. I thought those teams would be going at each other because Buffalo is not very good against the run. So I thought Lamar and JK would have a really big day. And I thought that the bills would be answering with Allen's arm. And it was actually kind of the office is a little bit of a defensive struggle and possession and yeah. just a lot of different game than I thought we were going to see in that one for sure. But yeah. you know, Lamar did get his first playoff when he got that monkey off his back, but still um, definitely some questions to be answered for sure. Um, Brady plays well and win over Saints. That's kind of the game I missed. I didn't. I thought Saints were going to get him for the third time, but uh, you know, four turnovers is hard to overcome from New Orleans, and Brady played really well. Um, this kind of I kind of want to say it seals the deal in our discussion you and I had in the first coming weeks of Patriots versus Brady at the Bucks, who would fare better. And Brady's got a new team, the NFC Championship game. Um, I don't really know how much better Brady's value can get in the hobby. It can if he wins another Super Bowl, but. My question to you was: Is if Brady loses in the NFC Championship game, does that do does that do anything for his career this year? Do you think that that's, or is it just another yeah. solid Brady yeah. year? Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think we can ever say that there's there's not there's there's no more room for cards to move, right? If anything, we learned <laughs> last year, right? Yeah. Um, if, if Brady pulls off a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, like, forget about it. Like the, the sky is yeah. the limit with yeah. Brady, but um, you can go get an Aaron Rodgers tops PSA 10 rookie for $1,200 today. You could have gotten $600 a month ago. I don't know why Aaron Rodgers rookie for 1200 bucks is what I would say right now. Uh, But I would say Tom Brady did not look good last week. He looked okay. Yeah. Drew looked terrible. Just looked old. Just looked done. So yeah, yeah, and I, it, I think the writing's on the wall, right? He's he's done. He's retiring. But yeah, I think so. Him, you know, him and Big Ben, you know, who knows what Indy's doing with Rivers? A lot of changing the guard in terms of those, like I said, those old vets coming out. A lot of young blood coming in. The league's definitely getting younger every by the day. Seems like um, Green Bay, like we said, they're rolling. Rogers, Devontae Adams. I mean, are they the team to beat right now, or is it still KC? Do you think it's Green Bay, or do you think it's KC? Well, I would look uh, and see who has the ring on their finger from last year. That would be yeah. the team I would want to beat. Yeah. I just Green Bay's just been rolling like in terms of like I just feel like they're on fire. Like I think KC definitely it's hard to tell with KC because they started fast last week and then the injury happened with Mahomes and they got out of rhythm. I still think KC's a team to beat too, but I'm really hoping to me I I want to see KC versus Green Bay in the Super Bowl. I think that would be the biggest fireworks the nice quarterback matchup uh, sure. would be, it would be a fun one and all these quarterbacks are actually would be fun you know brady allen they all have their uh like their their uh level of interest for sure so definitely yeah i saw a tweet i don't know if you sent it to me or somebody but uh going into sunday the three remaining quarterbacks in the nfc were 45 44 and like 44 or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. 38, 38 or something with Rodgers. Right. And then it was uh, in the AFC, it was 25, 25, 24. 24, yeah. We did the average last week on the show. And then I was, I did that like right after the game. I was like, I kind of visualized that and I typed it all out. And I was like, oh, wow, I'll put that on my show. And then my friends are like, hey, 
Mortensen just tweeted your stat. Yeah, Mortensen tweeted out that the young AFC versus the old NFC. But yeah, it was hilarious. Crazy. I know. Um, so like five playoff bump players, like the guys in the playoffs, if I think I've gotten a hobby bump, gotten hobby interest, um, you can add to this if you'd like. But I have Josh Allen. Um, he's obviously won two games, AFC Championship. He keeps taking progressive steps as a quarterback in the league. And, you know, I, I don't like, – it, it may not be fair, but I think he's making Mahomes-type throws too. He's making these crazy 18-yard zip throws on the run. Like he's doing kind of those special – plays that you just don't see very often um consistently um last week we had baker as one of them but i put aaron Rodgers in for him just because he got another playoff wins mc championship he's kind of he's really building momentum for that mvp that a lot of people are it's really close to him in Mahomes now um so i do think that that's really big for his hobby value uh Devontae adams another touchdown uh, just had a massive year even for missing games he's still one of the top receivers in production in the in the league uh, Cam Akers, we already talked about. And then Stephon Diggs, he's just – he's a n- number one receiver. He's got – he's just every week, 100 yards and touchdown, 100 yards and touchdown. He's been extremely impressive. And he's always been touted as highly talented in Minnesota, but just never could put it all together. It just seems like he finally has. And so I think that those five guys kind of sound out to me in terms of playoff production that's kind of give them a hobby bump. Any guys that you want to mention or talk about those guys at all? No, I mean, I think those are those are all great. Uh, I agree on Baker for sure. Uh, I mean, Josh Allen, you can get his PSA 10 prism base right now for 900. Yeah. Um, still less than Lamar. Still less than Lamar. I mean, if the dude makes it to the Super Bowl. This is this is going to be a test. Obviously, it's going to be a test. That's an understatement. But if a young quarterback like this makes the hurdle right now, um, I mean, we're going to, he, he's going to elevate himself so quickly into that 13, 14, $1,500 range basically yep. overnight. Right. Um, yeah. And I mean, they are the best matchup for KC because their weakness yeah. is run defense and KC is not a strong run team. So the Bills do have a nice secondary. They got nice safeties that fly around back there. Got Tredavious White playing corners. They do have guys that can cover. So it'll be a definitely interesting matchup for sure. Um, Kind of transitioning to that, that's our last couple of sections here before we pick our divisional, our conference championship picks is uh, I kind of switched up the buy and sell this week. I, you've kind of done stuff like this on your show before, but I was going to say if you have 10K to invest in the four quarterbacks remaining, how would you do it? You don't have to say cards. You can say I do 3K into Mahomes. I do 2K into Allen, but Allen, Mahomes, Brady, and Rogers. what would you do with that 10K right now? I know my answer already. Do you want to go first? Uh, no, you go first. I think I kind of know what mine's going to be, but go ahead. Okay, it, it would be a no-brainer, right? I would put 5K into A-Rod rookies right now, and i put 5K into Josh Allen rookies right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would probably, just because I think the Mahomes is still just a super nice mutual fund long-term <laughs> that's just going to steadily grow, I would still would put at least 2K into Mahomes, definitely 5K Rodgers, and then I'd probably just go 3K Allen and just – Eat, just face the facts. I'm not going to own Brady's in my life. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, Mahomes and Brady are pretty close now. It's kind, yeah, of, it's kind yeah. of insane. That's true. Um, so yeah, that's good. And I kind of did a similar thing for the running backs, just because mostly, honestly, to kind of like penny stocks is really hard to go from quarterbacks to running backs. But yeah. the running backs left are Aaron Jones, Singletary, Ch, and Bell, uh, Ronald Jones, and Fournette. I think the only guy that really has a pulse in the hobby is Aaron Jones. Um, ch like maybe just talk what do you think about ch is it just injuries gonna have a nice bounce back or are you concerned about him at all in terms of talent 
No, I'm not concerned at all with talent. I think he had a great year. I mean, honestly, everything yeah. you could have expected. Uh, a little frustrating with injuries. Well, I'm not. I haven't even looked at the injury uh, report for him this week. Do you know? Is he supposed to play? I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. I'll have to check on that. I thought he was yeah. playing last week, to be honest. So, but if I was to invest money in in one of the or two of the running backs, I would say probably Aaron Jones and and Edwards Hilaire. I mean, yeah, not, there's think, not much to choose from. There's not. See, and it's just kind of a good illustration that running backs aren't don't matter that much. <laughs> like teams, yeah. like the teams that are here right now aren't because they're running backs. Um, Ch. Um, I, I think he's a good buy right now in terms of rookies. I do think he has lost some steam because he's not playing and he hasn't really done anything. So I do think that he is a nice little yeah. buy in some places. Um, Aaron Jones is tough, like because he's coming into his contract and Green Bay drafted AJ Dillon, so they might be moving on from him. We're not sure, so we do need to kind of tread lightly with that. But it doesn't mean he'll go somewhere and not be good. I still think Aaron Jones is a great running back, but I do think that being in Green Bay is awesome for him. So yep. um, it's definitely something to watch. And then we just talked about these two. In the um, takeaways, Devontae Adams or Stephon Diggs? Who who would you want to put your money in right now, receiver wise? Uh, I would I would probably take Devontae Adams. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, what, what, you also have to look at how long we think the quarterbacks will be around, right? You right. That's a big difference. Devontae Diggs with Josh Allen for another five six years. Right. But you don't know. A Rod could retire in two years. Yeah. You know, and and that changes the dimensions for uh, it does. It might be, the only thing I actually think if you go back, I think Adams's past career is just so much better than Diggs as well. Like his career numbers and everything he's done to this point is at a higher level. But I would agree with you. Diggs being with Allen long term is very attractive in terms of his growth. Definitely long term. <laughs> I would buy neither and I would buy I would put equal money in a Tyreek Hill and a Travis Kelsey. That's fair. Arguably investing in the best tight end to ever play the game. I'm still surprised how cheap Hill's silvers are. You know, his, his well, silver. a lot of it has to do with his perception as a person, which I get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's get to the, the conference championship picks. Uh, so we quick, got, I, I want to say one thing. We went into the season kind of excited to see what would happen with Tampa Bay receivers. Yep. And it's interesting to see how Tom Brady didn't make really anyone that great. Um, no. You just That's kind true. of spread the ball around, help game manage and win games. Uh, in fact, I mean, basically every receiver's lost value, I would say. And I mean, really the only one that carried a ton of value was Mike Evans, and he just didn't have yeah. a great year. Yeah, last week I brought up Godwin. Godwin's super cheap. His PSA 10 was under 100 bucks for silver, and I still think he's a buy because I do think they're going to have a tough time paying him. And I think Godwin could go somewhere the better – QB situation, which is weird to say with Brady there, but I do think that I still think Godwin's the most talented receiver in that group. Um, yeah. Evans, Evans is always going to be a red zone target, but he's just, you know, he's kind of, I don't want to say breaking down. It just, he's just not beating over the top as much. He's just winning with size. And so I'm not sure that uh, that's going to be sustainable. Like a player like Godwin can be from the slot. Um, but you're right. That that's definitely a really good point. I mean, Gronk still getting some targets, but not doing much. Godwin uh, Evans, you know, there's, there's not, they haven't blown up as much as you'd expect. That's for sure. Right. Right. Um, so we got Buffalo at KC with KC was uh, just a three point uh, favorite right now. Um, who do you like in that game? I think I know, but <laughs> yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take KC by 10. Ooh. 
Yeah, I I think that I think I would take Casey too. I I do think that Casey's defense can surprise you. I do think that they have some speed and they they can get after the quarterback a little bit and make it tough on Allen. Um, so I I will, but I think it's gonna be an exciting game. I can see it being back and forth and Casey pulling away at ten. You know, then that's we got to make sure that Mahomes plays. You know, as long as Mahomes is healthy and everything's in line, because if Mahomes is not hundred percent, then that's a whole different story. Maybe it's the Bills' time. But I'll take KC with Mahomes being healthy for sure. Uh, Tampa Bay at Green Bay. Green Bay is negative three and a half. Um, I, I just I think Green Bay is going to get them. My my personal opinion because I think that it's at Lambeau, which is big. I think that Green Bay got they got smashed by Tampa Bay early in the season. They have want to get that one back. So I just kind of think Green Bay is going to bounce back and get Tampa Bay and Brady. I think like you said, Brady didn't play well enough. If he played like he did last week, that's not going to be good enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's I just feels like. This is Green Bay's year. Even yeah. if it's Green Bay KC, I feel like it's still Green Bay's year. It just has right. that feel. So yeah. I don't I don't think Tampa Bay upsets Green Bay. Yep. It is interesting this year, though, because I, I remember last year when Green Bay made it to the, the NFC Championship against San Francisco a little bit unexpectedly. They just got hammered by San Fran because that defense. And in, in uh, these four, there's not a defense like that this year. There's not a team that can be overrun by a defense. So it's going to be about which offense performs at the best of, and what I yeah. think is going to be in the favor of the quarterbacks, which is going to be good for the hobby because we're going to see some really good quarterback performances. Sure. So, but anyway, yep. Like I said, I'm excited to see contenders autos this week come out. Thanks for being on the show. Got any parting words, sir? Thanks for having me. It's really Yeah, great. man. Yeah, proud members of Bench Clear Media. Make sure to subscribe. Follow at numbers underscore behind to start getting on the behind the numbers Twitter so we get that going a little bit, get a little more interaction. But other than that, thanks for being on. It was a happy Martin Luther King Day. I forget those ones when I'm in Canada, but happy Martin Luther King Day to you, Ty. Right. Yeah, you always forget until you turn on the TV and see like 19 NBA games on. I know. <laughs> one with NL Canada jersey. Cool, man. Have a good week. Yeah, you too. Thanks, yeah. bud. See you.